right, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm pumped up for next Sunday having Mark and Victoria here. So I would encourage you to, you know, invite somebody uh, out. You know, maybe they don't attend church regularly, but I would just encourage you to have them come out. They're evangelistic. There's, they have healing ministry. There's a lot that they've got going on, and we're happy to have them here. It's been a couple of years since we've had them, although we've stayed in contact with them. So uh, let's do this. Let's pray over the offering. Uh, I had an offering scripture, but I'm not going to read that today. I just want to pray over the offering and bless it. I really want to get into our message uh, and get into just ministering this morning. So Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you, Lord, for every gift, every giver. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you, Father God, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that uh, you are blessing, you are taking care of every financial need, and every bill is paid in Jesus' name. And, Father, as I bring this message today, Lord, that our hearts would be encouraged. In your precious name we pray. Amen? Amen. Okay, open up your Bibles this morning to, uh, let's go to Luke chapter 1. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. I'm going to read that same scripture in Acts chapter 8, but you don't need to turn there because we're going to walk through a passage in Luke chapter 1 that uh, really the Lord just basically told me to preach on. So I don't know if, if anybody's ever had this happen, but you know, I was asking the Lord, like, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to teach on? And he really just told me, hey, I'm, I'm here this morning to encourage you, to encourage you to tell you that you do have what it takes because of him and because of him alone. And the title of my message this morning, we've been doing this What Hinders You series. Uh, this, the title of my message this morning is What Hinders You? And the third hindrance here is self-doubt. We're going to get rid of self-doubt this morning. And if you remember, hindrance one was doubt and unbelief. Hindrance two last week was self-pity. You remember the self-pity message? Right? Everyone's, everyone's tipping their, their waitresses and waiters much better this week. Right? You remember the self-pity message? And then creatively, I put two of those words together, doubt and self, and got self-doubt. Now, you guys have got to admit, I am one of the most creative people on the planet. When it comes to message series and designing titles of messages, I'm totally kidding. All I, I just really felt like this is what I, the Lord really wanted to minister today. And I'm going to be talking a lot to moms, teenagers, young adults, dads, men, do not tune out. This message is really for everybody. It's a Mother's Day message, but it is for everybody this morning. I truly believe that it is. And the reason why I want to encourage you this morning is this was two weeks ago. We were driving back uh, from the Lehigh Valley to uh, visit some family uh, after my dad had passed away. And you ever have one of those times where you're just doubting, like, like some self-doubt about everything that's going on in your life? I don't know, is it just me? But you're doubting, like, the calling, you're doubting motherhood, you're doubting fatherhood, you're doubting friendships, you're like, I don't even know if I'm a good employee, like, right, you just begin to doubt everything. And I got into this spiral of, like, this self-doubt, and I was just, man, I was, Liz was there, we were driving, it was just the two of us, there were no kids in the car, so, like, I could focus on, like, myself for a minute, right? There was no questions coming from the back seat. And I was just like, I mean, I was just sharing my heart, like, oh man, I'm just struggling. Like, I don't even know, right? How many have ever said that? I don't even know, right? You say nothing else after that. It's just, I don't even know, right? It's just all inclusive of everything. And I was just like, man, I just don't know. 
And Liz was like, you know, maybe we should just, you know, take a break. You know, we've been driving for a while. We're just going to pull off to the side, see what's going on at the next exit. And she gets out her phone and she Googles a park, like a park, like a community park to go walking in. And she Googles like just park. And wouldn't you know it? What's that? She starts laughing hysterically. She's like, wouldn't you know that at the very next exit, there's a park? We're coming up on the Brookville exit, right off the exit, 30 seconds off the exit. And wouldn't you know what the name of the park is? It's called Scripture Rocks. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. We have been driving back and forth to Lehigh Valley for 22 years. We have, we've gotten off at this exit. Never once in my life did I know that there was a park named Scripture Rocks. I kid you not. This place is real. And so what the Scripture Rocks at the Brookville exit, if you ever happen to be driving by, it is a collection from a guy over a hundred years ago that literally carved Scripture into rocks. Hundreds of rocks, major bold. I mean, there was a one that was big as half of this stage. It was unbelievable. And the letters are like this big. And he put scripture there after scripture. And so we stopped. I was like, are you kidding me? And I started reading on rock number nine. And the Lord, I mean, I just started weeping. And on rock number nine says, I have a chosen you and ordained you. Behold, I give you unto the power. Luke 10, 18. It was literally like the Lord was speaking to me through scriptures in rocks from a man who did something a hundred years ago. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. That encouragement was, it was unbelievable. And we started, I mean, you can see how this thing is all beat up because we got through rock number 10 and it just started raining. I mean, I'm talking about raining and we were absolutely soaked. So we're going to go back at some point and... We were crying, it was raining, it was one of those, we're holding hands and we're praying. I mean, it was like, if somebody had a camera, that would have been like a great video type scene, right? But there was no cameras involved. Uh, but this thing is soaking wet, but it was absolutely amazing. But when I left there, I was encouraged. Because he is an encourager. And so this morning, I want you to leave encouraged. And so the message series, What Hinders You? What Hinders You? And I want to talk about self-doubt this morning. So Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 34. And the story here is of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And when I asked the Lord, like, Lord, you just need to show me what you're talking about here. And there were six things that jumped out at me. So a Mother's Day message always has to be twice as good as every other message. Typical message has three points. Mother's Day message, you're getting six points, okay? So you get six things to write down today. And the encouraging part is, what I feel is, you're probably not going to remember any of the six. Like, I'd, just be, I'd be honest with myself as a preacher. Like, I look, at my, I look at my, in the mirror on Monday mornings and be like, you know what? The majority of people don't remember anything that I said. So the good news is that the Holy Spirit will help remind you of these things. And when you're feeling self-doubt in any way, Luke chapter 1, the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. You just have to open up the Bible. And he will reveal to you this story and what I'm going to share with you this morning. So starting in Luke 1, and before I get into verse 34, I want to say two things. Number one, the Bible says that Mary was highly favored. She was highly favored. 
Can I tell you something this morning? So are you. So are you. Church, so are you. You are highly favored because Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. If you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you are highly favored. Ward family, you are highly favored this morning. You may not feel it, you may not see it, but you are highly favored. And then the second thing I've heard people say is, well, you know, God chose Mary as the mother of Jesus because she was perfect. Go ahead back and look in Luke chapter 1. It doesn't say that she was perfect. Guess what, guys? You don't have to be perfect. Newsflash. Perfection is not a requirement to being highly favored because of who God is. Can we receive that this morning? Stop trying to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. This isn't even point one or two. We're not even, we haven't even started. These are like precursor points. She was highly favored, so are you. She, she wasn't perfect. And guess what? Neither are you or me. We're not perfect. Okay, verse 34, here we go. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Now, I'm not going to get into a science lesson and go through all the details of what she was actually talking about and what she was actually debating with the angel. But what we can take from this as point number one is she had a relationship with God. And she was a woman of prayer. We, point one is we have to be people of prayer. Prayer is a discussion, is a back and forth, it's a conversation with God. You notice it wasn't Mary just sitting there not discussing anything back and forth. She was having a discussion with the angel as a representation of God. And so as Liz said earlier, guys, we need to be honest with God. He already knows how you're feeling. He already knows your heart. He already knows the struggles that you have. Stop trying to hide them. Mary was like, what are you talking about? Right? She's like pushing back here a little bit. And it's okay when we can speak and we can pray and we can have this relationship with God, just like Mary had. But to overcome this self-doubt, we have to have a relationship with God. And it has to be rooted and grounded in the word and in prayer. Verse 35 says, Then the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Point number two. Men, women, all of you remember, you are not alone. You are not alone. The challenges you face in life, you are not alone. The Bible clearly says that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is there with you to lead you, to guide you, to help you, to encourage you, to do everything that you need to go do. Everything that you need to go do, the Holy Spirit is with you. That's point two. Remember, you are not alone. The Bible says that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. You may feel abandoned, but I can tell you that you are not abandoned. The rest of verse 35 says this, and says the power, and the power, says the Holy Spirit will be with you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Look at that. Not only is the Holy Spirit with you, but it says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you now have power to do what you have to go do. 
Not in your own strength, not in your own struggles, not in your own trying, but the power will come upon you. So point three is believe that you have the power to do what needs done. Because you do. You have it. We don't leverage the power. It's like having, you know, it's, I can't think of a great analogy. Liz is awesome at analogies. But you think about this. If you have like this incredible power leaf blower, you ever you see those ones where they're like backpacked up, like super powerful, and you can just like, right? You start, you, I mean, you hear from like four houses down, oh, there's the dude with the power blower, right? On a Saturday afternoon when I'm trying to relax, finally, the power blower kicks up, right? Boom, and he's like blowing, like at some point you want to like hire a, 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 like a lawn firm to take care of it during the week because you're so sick of how loud this thing is, right? But it's just blowing everything out of the way, and then you see your other other neighbor with the battery powered one and it's like taking him forever to do something that the dude with the power pack had on is just blowing this thing away do you understand church you guys have the power pack in this situation right you guys got the room let's pull this thing up baby there's no battery powered blower going on you have all the power that you need because of the Holy Spirit. All of it. And the Bible in this specific version talking about the power is dunamis power. That's like my favorite. Everybody loves them pastors. It says dunamis. Dunamis power. The power, the anointing to do what you're called to do when you're called to do it. By his hands, not yours. By his strength. He is your source. He is your power blower. He takes care of it. You don't want to be doing this on your own. He's got the power to be able to go do that. You know, one of the things that I believe, I talked to youth about this a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago maybe. There's something we have to understand. The Bible does not say, listen to me, does not say that he, God, won't give you more than you can handle. Oh, no, Pastor Jason, there's a scripture, I know. It says, no, no, no. That scripture verse in Corinthians says, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear, lest he give you a route of escape and a way out. But it does not say he won't give you more than you can handle. In fact, I believe that he does. He does give you more than you can handle. Moms, how many of you know you have got more than you can handle most of the time? Because what God knows is that you can't do it on your own strength. We have to rely on him. It is designed in a way that he gives us more than we can handle because of he wants you to rely on him, on his strength, on his power. It's this falsehood that we think like, well, you know, that God must not be in that because that seems to be too much for me. I almost think if God isn't challenging you with too much, you better ask him for what does he really want you to be go doing. Because I really believe that he challenges us so much so that we have to rely on him. Verse 36. So one, there's prayer and a relationship with him. Two, remember you're not alone. Three, believe you have power. Verse 36, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Verse 37, for with God, nothing is impossible. 
Do you understand the uniqueness of the angel saying it after this? They just got done talking about Mary going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Yet the scripture verse wasn't after that with, with God all things are possible. It was after something that was from a natural perspective that can happen on this earth. Do you understand that? So point number four is with God all things are possible. Everything is possible. What you are going through, it is possible that you can get through it because of God. I always ask him, like, Lord, did, you know, did Luke screw it up? Is that verse supposed to be like right after the Holy Spirit conceiving? The ba- no. It was after Elizabeth had conceived a baby. Then he says, for with God, nothing is impossible. Your task that you're facing may seem impossible. But because of God, it is possible. Like, and as I was thinking about that, I was, I mean, I actually came to tears. I don't care what situation you're in. You have to walk away this morning encouraged that with God, all things are possible. And it doesn't mean that your situation is going to get fixed right after church today. Like, you're going to walk out and be like, oh. Everything's fixed. Praise God. Can that happen? Sure, it can happen. But you have to understand whatever it is that you're going through, he's taking you through it. He's leading you through it. He's guiding your steps. He's a light unto your path. With God, all things are possible. Verse 38, this is point number five. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Behold, Mary said, be the maidservant of the Lord. Point number five, be yourself. Mary was just like, this is who I am. This is who I am. Men, ladies, moms, be yourself. Be yourself. God created you perfectly to be the mother of your children. Don't for a minute think that somebody else was better created to mother your children. That's a lie of the enemy. Say, well, I'm not like this, or I'm not like that, or I see this mom who's like this, or I see this dad who's like this. No, God created you perfectly to be in the situation in which you're in. Does that mean you never make mistakes? We already covered that. Nope. We all make mistakes. But Mary is just saying, I'm your maidservant. Here's who I am. Be yourself. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He created you uniquely for the situation in which you're in. Uniquely to be the father. Uniquely to be the dad. Uniquely to be the mother. Uniquely to be the grandmother. Uniquely to be the friend, the spouse. He created you and he put you in that situation. And then the rest of that verse says this. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Point number six is just accept the call. Accept the call. Mary Mary was like, be it unto me. Be it unto me. Here's who I am. With you all things are possible, just accept the call. He created you perfectly. And here's what I'd like to say this morning 
Actually, somebody sent me a, a, a meme on this the other day via text. It says that God equips the called. He does not call the equipped. God equips the called. So moms, embrace and accept the calling that you have on your life. Dads do the same. Spouses do the same. Accept the calling that he has before you. Worship team, if you want to come back up here, we're going to do something different this or today, this morning as we close. So those six points. Prayer, remember you're not alone. Believe you have power. Everyone's going to remember the, the leaf blower thing, I know. Know that with God all things are possible, number four. Number five, be yourself. Number six, accept the call. And so moms, let me just talk to you just for a minute. You are called. You are called. And as Liz said earlier when I said she's preaching my message, you are not a bad mom. A mistake A series of mistakes doesn't make you a bad mom. It makes you a mom that needs God's help in your situation. And really, we have to understand that it's only by His strength that we are able to do what He has called us to go do. So here's what we're going to do this morning. We've got one more song we're going to sing here this morning. And what I'd like to happen, just listen to me, I want to give some instructions. It was I'd like all the ladies to come up front during this song. I mean, if you you don't want to come up, I'm not going to force you to come up, but I encourage you to come up. This song is called The Blessing. And I want it to be a reminder as you sing it and as you worship it that He is for you, that He is with you, that he is strengthening you from generation to generation. Men, boys, as we remain in our seats, we have a part to play in this this morning as well. I want each of us to be praying over the women in our life and in our church. I want you to worship him I want you to stretch your hands out to the ladies that will be up front. And it's going to be a symbol of us covering our women in prayer. Men, I think too often we forget the power and influence that we have in our homes. And yeah, our women might be strong and they might be capable And it may seem like they don't need help. But I can assure you, they need your prayer. They need your encouragement. They need your strength. And they need your affection. So we're going to sing this song. And women, I encourage you, just come up here and sing and get ministered to by God, the one who loves you and cares for you. Receive, yes, receive the blessing this morning. 
I never know what he's preaching on. I don't peek at the notes. I like to be surprised. And when he opened up to that text, I remember being so overwhelmed with seven kids, so overwhelmed with my life and marriage and kids and just everything, and finding out I was pregnant. And I remember falling onto the bed and just weeping. And I knew that right then at that moment, the words that came out of my mouth mattered. I knew that the words that came out of my mouth mattered in that moment. And the words that I spoke out loud was, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. So women, when you're crying in the dishwater, when you're overwhelmed in the laundry room or on your way to work or on your way home from work, and you can't muster up anything else, just speak out to him and say, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Because in that brings every promise. Brings every promise right up on the inside. And he said to me, he's like, how do I get women to receive? How do I get them to receive? I said, you got to get them to come up and just open their arms. He's like, do I have the kids come up with them? I was just like, no, (laughs) no. Because every woman that comes up, they're receiving First for their marriage and first for their kids and their grandkids and their children who are far and the children who are near and they're receiving for their friend who's struggling. And you have to get them to stay up there a long time so that eventually they'll get around to receiving for themselves. So women receive for yourselves and for all that God has placed around you for nurture and for for his love. Father, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for the nurture that flows from you, Father God, from your heart, for the truth and the promises of your word, grounded and rooted and established in the hearts of these women and these families, these husbands and fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers, Father God, we all stand before you. We receive the blessing. Let it be unto us according to your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Women, just stay up here just for one minute. We're going to do the benediction from here. I want to just read a scripture over everybody, but including the women up here. And then after I do that, we'll, we'll say, you know, you are dismissed. I do want the prayer teams then to come up. If there's anybody who has prayer, anybody who has never made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, anybody who says, I have a physical need in my body, I want prayer for, we'll have some prayer teams that will be up here that can pray with you. And also, as a reminder, as when you guys leave, there will be there are scripture cards on that table right in the back, straight as in front of me. And then that's the communion table back there. And then there's the gifts Uh, out there in the lobby as well. So just receive this this morning. Just close your eyes and receive this. This is the rest of Luke chapter 1, the song of Mary. I'm not going to do the whole thing at the beginning. It says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for He has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. 
and His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. So Father, we thank You for Your mercy, Your goodness, and Your favor from generation to generation. Father, we call this church blessed. We call this congregation blessed. And we call these women blessed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Don't forget your gifts. And if you need prayer, come up front.